Ah, uh, how you guys doing today? Doing all right? Good to see you. Thank you for coming again to worship. This morning, and invite you to take out a Bible in one medium or another. Maybe your phone. Maybe you brought a hard copy. Maybe not. Just grab one under a chair. I'm going to invite you to turn with me to John chapter 16 today. Here's what we're doing. I made mention to it earlier, and if you've been with us a while, you've heard me say this, but it's worth repeating, that that Jesus in the storyline of this, this gospel called John, this gospel written by the last of the living apostles at this time, who's telling this biography of Jesus, well, basically, at the point in the storyline of chapter 16, Jesus is about to be arrested and betrayed. I mean, it's about... And it's going to happen within a matter of hours. And what he chooses to do in these final moments is gather with his disciples and he calls them friends. These people who have uh, followed him and learned from him and truth be told probably got more confused by what he said half the time than, than were able to even make sense of it. And for about like three or four chapters, John is just sharing how Jesus is, is pouring out into them every last bit of what he wants to say. It functions kind of like a last will and testament, like, like, like final. We come to the very end of it. We're going to see after this chapter that Jesus is going to pray. And John writes down his prayer. And then we're going to see the events that transpire. But these are the final words. So let me read them to you today. I encourage you. Follow along with me. Let's see what Jesus has to say. Let's start at 16. Top of the chapter. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time... Father or me. I have told you this, so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you I did not tell you this at first, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. Hard to sin because people do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you. More than you can now bear. 
But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory. Known to you. In a little while, you will see me no longer. And then, after a little while, you will see me. Some of the disciples, they said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you will see me? And because I am going to the Father. And they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. And Jesus saw that they wanted to ask, and so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me? But your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask. Time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now, now you're speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see from God. To which Jesus answered, You believe at last, but a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered each to his own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. while he's leaving. And that's what this is all about. That he's going away. 
and they're terrified. They're afraid. They're filled with uncertainty. Their hearts are broken because they've been following Jesus. They've come to see glimpses of who he is and and see God working through him to the impact that that they were making. And now he's going away and what are we going to do? What are we going to do when God isn't here? What are we going to do without Jesus? Can you kind of get him. How am I going to make it without you? How am I going to navigate what I should do? Who am I going to turn to when there's no one else to turn to? Who is going to get me through this? Where am I going to find a savior, a protector, a rescuer, a confidant, a counselor, a teacher, a guide, a friend. This is what the disciples are wrestling with. This is what they're asking. Maybe you wrestle. I'm going. And it does me no good to soft pedal that here today. In a little while, the time is short. I am leaving. But here is what you can expect. Let me share just a few of those things that Jesus says that you should expect. Let me share them here today. I put four up here. The font may be a little small, but I wanted it to fit on one slide. in some way. Four things. Let me read it. Some, some, some pretty amazing things Jesus says. First, that you're filled with grief because of what I'm telling you. That's natural. But here's the truth. It's better that it happens this way. It's for your good that I'm going away. Because unless I go, the advocate will not come to you But if I go, I will send him to you. What is Jesus saying? You don't want me to leave, but it's good. Because if I don't go, the spirit isn't coming. But when I go, I'm sending the spirit, the advocate, the counselor. Just send him right now? Does Jesus really have to go there and find them and go, hey, Spirit, it's time for you to go? I mean, is that how it works? I don't know. That's what Jesus says. Now, as hard as this is, it's good. Because when I go, arguably, you may even receive something better. The Spirit who I'm going to send. Number two, Jesus says this. When he, the Spirit, comes... He's going to guide you into all truth. He's not going to speak on his own. No. He'll speak only what
When we know what is right and what is wrong, who will we go to when we're trying to figure out what God wants us to do? Who will we turn to when we're trying to figure out how God thinks about this situation? Where do we find that kind of wisdom when we can't just ask Jesus anymore? Look at what Jesus says. This one that I'm going to send you, he's going to guide you. He's going to guide you into all. I'm sending him. Make no mistake, he won't speak on his own. This isn't a bunch of new messages that you're going to be getting. No, it's not going to be something that Jesus was chapter one. Well, okay, that book's put aside. Let's start something new. No, he's going to remind you of the things that I've told you. He's going to speak what he hears. Jesus is saying, I'm still going to be speaking to you. It's just going to be in a different way. You're not going to hear my voice on these vocal cords anymore. But my spirit, who I send you, he's listening. And he is going to continue. Come, that God is not done talking to you yet. Jesus is trying to cram in every last word he can possibly say, but take heart, because though my time is short, I am not done speaking yet. God has got plenty to say. Pretty amazing words. When one that you have been listening to is going away. He says it's true, you'll weep and mourn while the world rejoices, but your grief Sometimes we have to say goodbye. And it is hard and filled with grief. And I am quite confident there are some of you struggling in a grief of goodbye today. But with God, goodbye is never forever. Jesus is going to die. Life's greatest goodbye. Telling his disciples and telling you that not even in the face of death is goodbye forever. Death is not the last chapter in the story. You will grieve. Make no mistake. But Jesus tells them it will be short-lived because though I am leaving for a while, I am returning. Mm. And that grief will be turned to joy. And finally, he says this. I have told you these things that in you
things I think really worth sinking your teeth into. I think a lot of us live in the Christian way, wondering what it would be like to be a disciple. You know, I don't mean in a general sense that we're all disciples of Jesus, all of us who, who seek to want to be like him and call on his name. No, I mean like that original crew. What would it be like to be there, to follow him, to talk to Jesus face to face, to witness the things that he did? I wonder what it'll be like that if what Jesus says is true comes to pass, that'll be better when he sends his spirit. Were they fantasizing about being us as much as we're fantasizing about being them because the grass is always greener, isn't it? Jesus actually says you're in the better place. That what you have does not compare to what was before in his time on earth. Certainly to see that, oh, I can't imagine. Are not able to be physically separated. God is with you. Always. And not just with you, but teaching and guiding. Oh, take heart in that. Take hope in that. It was Jesus' hope and encouragement to his disciples that day. And yeah, it will be hard. It will be hard. We will weep. We will weep even while the world and others rejoice. But our grief will turn. For what the life of a disciple is going to look like. Not undermining the grief and the struggles and the trials. No, knowing that in them we will weep, but not as people without hope. And knowing that in that there is peace, no matter what storm is brewing around or inside. Yes, we will have trouble, but knowing we can take heart. guy named Donald Miller. Not the blue-like jazz Donald Miller, a different Donald Miller. Donald G. Miller, president of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary a generation ago, wrote an address, a message, talking about this. And there's an excerpt out of there that really struck me that I want to share with you today. Look at what he says. He writes, as long as a Christian is in the world, he will be pressed as though by a great mob. 
He will know spiritual anguish like that of a mother in labor. This, Jesus has told us. Have you found it to be the case? So when he speaks, therefore, of peace, it is not the peace of unruffled days, but the inner confidence of the warrior who is weary, thirsty, outnumbered and wounded, but who fights bravely on, confident of the outcome, assured of victory, People can come across the words of Jesus at times. And reduce it to some kind of platitude. That life will be easy. That everything will be filled with victory. That if we just have enough faith, it will all work out. What I think Jesus is saying here today Donald Miller is tapping into is that in Jesus it will all work out. Still a lot to face. The hope of Jesus is not that the troubles of this world are taken away. No, it's that whatever it is that you may face, Christ is in the midst of it because his spirit is with you. What is it that you face? Christ is in the middle of it. He is with you. He is not one who will take you per se out of the suffering, but he is one who will suffer with you. was by going through the worst trouble itself. And whatever trouble you find yourself in, know that Jesus is there, crucified and bloodied, every step of the way, winning that victory and assuring that hope and that outcome with you. Come to me, you who are weary. Jesus will say, to anyone who is thirsty, come drink of the living water. Let me read the last paragraph again. It is not the peace of unruffled days, but the inner confidence of a warrior who fights bravely on, confident of the outcome, assured of the victory, saved not from trouble, but in it. It's the final words Jesus impressed on his disciples that day. And I love that last line, verse 33. I want to read it one more time. It was on the slide. 
But let me read it to you here. And let me leave it. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. One more quote to share with you today. Have courage. Jesus says, I have faced your enemy and vanquished him. I have fought your battle on the battleground of human experience where you must fight. I have routed the foe. What is he saying in this last verse? You can never do it. But I have done it and can do it again in you. Have overcome the world. You may not overcome the world. You may be crushed beneath it. It may be stronger or more powerful than anything you can face. The Spirit does not give you the strength and ability to overcome the world. The Spirit did it in Christ for you. And so the final words of Jesus the final words written. In this world, you'll have trouble. But take heart. Have courage. Jesus has overcome the world. Root yourself in him. No matter what you face.